Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties 2. This episode features one of the three guests on my hour-long NPR show, heard every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it has broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know, because I care about people who care about cats, dogs, and other creatures who share our planet. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival and the New York Cat Film Festival, which travel America and Canada supporting local animal welfare groups. I could not bring you this show without the support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian who's created a variety of litters to please any cat, as well as inventing clean protein cat foods based on the protein found in cats' natural prey. This show is also made possible with the generous sponsorship of Waruva, the family-owned foreman pet food company named after their rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa, where all their recipes in cans and pouches are human edible because they're made in a human food facility. Good enough for you to eat, but your cats won't appreciate that. Um, Well, we've got some more bad news about what the U.S. government, the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, is doing to dogs in these United States. Without the White Coat Waste Project, we wouldn't know about this. And every time I get a press release or an email from Justin Goodman, who runs White Coat Waste Project, I think, oh, please tell me you're going out of business. You've done such a good job of stopping the torture of dogs in the name of profit, not science. But unfortunately, that's not why Justin got in touch. Justin, the newest project that the NIH is using the University of Iowa to perpetuate on abandoned dogs seems like something from, I don't know, 1930s or sometime before we had a way of people knowing the truth about what goes on behind the curtain of uh, ugly profit on the backs of pet animals in the name of making a few Bucks? I don't even understand this this new project. Sand flies attached to dogs who've been abandoned, and then the dogs are killed and dissected. And if I have this number right, more than $7 million of taxpayer money is being used for this fabulous new project or project that White Coat Waste Project has now unearthed. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, a lot of people don't realize, you know, there was a big scandal last year, obviously, with uh, a facility called Invigo, which is a commercial breeder that breeds thousands of puppies every year to be tortured in experiments that are funded by taxpayers. And, you know, people were under the impression that that's where all these dogs are coming from in labs. And by and large, that's the case. But there are still loopholes in federal law that actually allow pets to end up uh, victims in taxpayer-funded laboratories as well. And what we found here at the University of Iowa is that experimenters from the National Institutes of Health, as well as at the university, have been rounding up uh, discarded dogs who are donated by unknown persons, according to the records we have. That's they, I, the individual's identities are redacted, but they're uh, dumping foxhounds in groups of three or four at the University of Iowa, And they're taking these dogs, they are strapping capsules full of flies onto their bodies so they can be bitten, and then they're killing the dogs. 
and this is happening with our tax dollars with two grants that have been uh, receiving about $10 million in federal funding uh, over the last few years and are thankfully uh, slated to expire in June 2023. Um, and we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that these projects are not funded again. I guess the part that's disturbing is that in many of the other so-called, and I really mean so-called research projects that the NIH has perpetuated on animals, some pet animals and some other sentient beings, is that some of it's farmed offshore because we supposedly have these laws and rules in the United States that protect animals, which we don't have, or the laws have loopholes or the laws are being ignored. Or somebody says, oh, these were donated by hunters who no longer wanted these foxhounds as opposed to just dumped like dogs are dumped outside of shelters or on the side of the road. These were dumped at the University of Iowa. Part of this project was also done in Tunisia, like some other projects that you guys have looked into were being done in China, where rules and laws about how animals can be treated I guess, are, are a laughable concept to them. This particular project took place both at the University of Iowa, a really famed, presumably august university with a veterinary school, people training to take care of animals and cause them no harm, and also in Tunisia. How did Tunisia become part of this nightmare? So what we discovered uh, back in 2018, actually, through our worldwide waste campaign, is that the National Institutes of Health has been actually shipping hundreds of millions of dollars to foreign animal labs, uh, over 350 labs in 50 different countries, including adversaries like Russia and China, are currently authorized to receive taxpayer dollars for animal experiments. Uh, one example we exposed last year was how there's a, uh, a laboratory in Russia that's run by the Kremlin, actually, that is uh, torturing cats in experiments that are being funded with over half a million dollars of U.S. money. Um, obviously, we also exposed how the lab in Wuhan was using NIH money, U.S. taxpayer dollars, to do cruel and dangerous experiments on uh, bats and mice, which many people believe caused the pandemic. Um, so there's a lot of money going offshore to hundreds of different animal testing laboratories in foreign countries. Not only is that problematic because these countries, as you mentioned, don't have the same standards as we do. But the National Institutes of Health has actually implemented an illegal loophole that we are suing them over right now that essentially exempts foreign labs from adhering to any type of U.S. guidelines for animal testing and exempts them from having oversight committees to review, approve, and monitor animal experiments. So it is like the Wild West in these countries, and our taxpayer dollars are being shipped to these these foreign animal labs with virtually no accountability and transparency. Okay, so that's horrible, no doubt about it. And you are suing. These loopholes will eventually get closed. And the people who are distributing these hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars will find other loopholes and find other countries or venues. What is most one of the many horrifying aspects of this story to me is the University of Iowa. And the paper, the supposedly, I guess, to be peer-reviewed or already peer-reviewed paper that came out of the University of Iowa Veterinary School, and the names of multiple either veterinarians or veterinary students who unashamedly put their name on it. 
It makes me want to have a wall of shame, like we have memorial walls of people who have died in wars. I think we should have a wall of shame of the name of every single veterinarian at the University of Iowa and other similar institutions of higher learning where people are being taught and trained to be veterinarians. And I guess you could say forced is a bit of a of the wrong verb to participate in clearly painful, egregious experimentation on animals with no outcome that even seems to have any logic to it. Their names should be etched somewhere. You people should all be ashamed. The University of Iowa should be ashamed of itself. Those of you that are graduates of that veterinary school, are you doing nothing? Are you unaware of what the school that gave you the degree that allows you to go out and practice medicine is doing to these animals? Who designed these little traps, Justin? I'll have photos that go with the podcast of this conversation that show little plastic um, cups, one to be attached to the dog's side and one to an ear, filled with sand flies. And then these flies feed on the dogs, blood meal from the dogs, and then presumably give them some disease or don't give them a disease. But in any case, the dogs are then killed and carved up by these veterinary students. Or in Tunisia, I don't know who's carving them up or doing so-called scientific research on them. Who designs the little cup? Who makes a lot of money on making a little cup that gets affixed and attached and can't be removed from the dog? I mean, even that part is horrifying. Yeah, it's sick. I mean, you know, as you and I have discussed before on the show, this you know, animal testing is big business. Over twenty billion dollars a year of taxpayer dollars are being wasted on animal experiments at home and abroad, and unfortunately. You know, there are people out there who will do anything for prestige and money, and you have, you know, veterinarians who are, to many people, betraying their oath to to protect animals by participating in these cruel, these incredibly cruel experiments on animals that would be literally considered felony animal cruelty if they happened anywhere else outside of a lab. Yet you have veterinarians, you know, being paid to torture animals instead of to care for them. And we can't control, you know, we can't control what people are willing to do for money, and we can't control people's greed and ambition. But what we can control is whether or not taxpayers are being forced to pay for that. And that's why our whole approach is cutting off the money. And let these people try to find their own money. Let them try to find private foundations that are willing to fund this waste and abuse and cruelty. It's going to be really difficult for them. Because right now, the way they get their money is taxpayers are forced to pay for it, whether they like it or not through the NIH. So what we try to do is to restrict how our money can be spent so it's not wasted on things that people don't want or need, like these horribly cruel experiments on dogs, cats, and other animals in labs in the United States and foreign countries. So our solution is stop the money and stop the madness and you know let these people find money somewhere else or find a different job. But you know the only way it exists, the only reason animal testing exists you know, in the scale and scope it currently does is because it's being subsidized heavily by the federal government with our tax money. And and you say people are being, we, your average citizen, are being forced to pay for this. The truth is we have no clue that our money is going there. We have no control over it. We know that funds are cut off to children who can't, whose parents can't afford to feed them breakfast or lunch. So we know that that money is being cut off, and we know that food stamps are being cut off. We know that there's federal money 
that could be going to simply help American people survive day to day. We know that that is happening, but we don't know where massive amounts of money are being spent. We might see the number of, I don't know, pick a number, $100 million for a missile that is used to defend America or help one of our our friendly uh, other nations defend themselves. We know what money is being spent on in these big areas, arenas, or what money is being taken away from, uh, basically human welfare. But we don't know about these incredibly expensive, elaborate ruses to to keep this money churning. Stop the money, stop the madness seems like a really a really excellent catchphrase that White Coat Waste Project has come up with. But I don't invite you on the show, and I don't read about what you do to simply be filled with righteous indignation. I mean, that doesn't help my righteous indignation, yours and our three friends, you know, uh, over a beer doesn't mean anything. What can people do? I mean, we can't say, don't spend my, t- my tax dollars that way. We have no control over how that money's spent. How do we, how can we have a positive effect on this horrific situation, each of us? Well, yeah, well, I mean, I think that maybe we're underestimating a little bit the degree to which people, you know, uh, people on the street, on Main Street, can actually make a change here because while these agencies are happy to throw billions of dollars at animal testing, they're accountable ultimately to Congress, who represents the people of the United States. Uh, These are our elected representatives, and they're supposed to listen to what we say, and then when they write legislation and create spending bills and vote, take those things into account. Uh, And what we have found over the last few years, certainly since we launched our campaigns in 2016, is that there are many members of Congress who are very open to the idea that taxpayers should not be forced to pay for wasteful and cruel and, in some cases, dangerous animal experimentation. And we've had a lot of success working with Congress to cut off a lot of these programs. We've defunded testing on dogs, cats, and primates at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, we and we defunded a practice called live tissue training last year at the Department of Justice, where they were stabbing, shooting, and blowing up live animals in outdated training drills, and we were wow. able to cut the funding for that. Um, and we've been able to cut off funding for uh, dangerous virus experiments in foreign labs that are located in countries that are our adversaries and clearly don't have our best interest in mind. Um, we've cut the FDA's use of monkeys in experiments by 44% in recent years through uh, strategic legislation to restrict how money can be spent and encourage agencies to move away from animal use if they want to keep getting taxpayer dollars. So we have been making a lot of progress. Now, the problem's big. And the problem's, you know, this is, a, you know, these people are very entrenched. There's bureaucrats at the NIH who've been there for four years. And They've got comfortable careers and lots of friends, and they want to keep the gravy train yes. chugging along. Yes, um, And that's our biggest challenge is, you know, we call them the white coats. Um, but, yeah, these bureaucrats are federal agencies who um, want to maintain the status quo, and we're here to upset it. And, you know, the truth is the majority of Americans, growing majority of Americans, Democrats, independents, and Republicans alike, uh, oppose animal testing and don't want to be paying for it. Um, and what we need to, now to do is translate that, uh, the public sentiment and the, the scientific evidence showing how wasteful animal tests are. We're, you know, we're working to translate that, that into policy changes so that our federal policies and the way the government spends our money better reflects the will of the people. Um, 
and you know that's our goal and that's why we work with republicans and democrats we work with everyone from the squad to the freedom caucus on capitol hill to uh, bring people together bring you know strange bedfellows together and work to reform this broken system Nice. I like the idea of it being strange bedfellows, because at least we can all be in bed together on the topic of not harming animals in the name of anything. I mean, this word research and science is just has become completely bogus in all of these experiments that that White Coat Waste Project finds out about. It's bogus. It's not science. It's not research. And if you know someone who's a veterinary student at the University of Iowa, could you speak up to them? Surely they can speak some kind of truth to power themselves and say, I won't do this. I'm not going to attach a plastic box full of biting flies to these perfectly nice dogs who even have names who've been dumped here and then kill them and cut them up. And what again? I mean, somebody has to also stop the madness in the place that it's happening. So I guess in conclusion, If you do believe, and you have proven it to be true, that the people in Washington, the people who are elected to represent the rest of us, will stand up against this and they can do something effectively to stop the NIH from the horrors that it is visiting, then we need to write or call our congresspeople. And strangely enough, they are accessible. I find it strange. I didn't realize it. We've basically run out of time, Justin, but I guess what I'm saying to people is call up or write your Congress people, male, female, Republican, Democrat, independent, and say, please stand up against animal testing by the NIH. I mean, that's the best we can do for a beginning. Keep up the good work that you're doing, Justin. It's disturbing that each time it seems like you have closed a loophole, it's whack-a-mole. But you keep on doing it and you keep having success. So thank you for being there for the animals and thank you for making sure that we know about it and we don't sit by doing nothing. We all have to do some small part in stopping the cruelty. Thank you so much. Thanks for your support. Thank you for listening. There are a few more special companies that make this show possible. I hope you will support all of these companies because they stand behind my mission, which is to bring you delightfully informative Pet Talk Radio. Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, creates holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. They make many non-chemical products for the inside and outside of your pets, as well as innovative foods like no-hide chews and the hybrid dry food wisdom, which sometimes is all that my Weimaraner Maisie will eat. I'm very grateful also to Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two extraordinary women, Allison and Hannah, who cook dog food from the most pristine human edible ingredients and ship it to your door in frozen pouches. It's higher quality and more ethically sourced than my own food. Thanks again for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this one guest version of Dog Talk and Kitties 2 and will listen to other episodes sometime soon.